Trade Square is Australia's first business-to-business marketplace connecting people, brands and organisations into this diverse ecosystem in a unique global landscape. Through pivoting, transforming and reshaping, Australian businesses have an opportunity to create the model for the future that aligns with the world's needs and leveraging the power of a collaborative approach. Through the Trade Square podcast, we will bring together dynamic, diverse and thought-provoking leaders from business, government and organisations to have conversations to further enable new thinking for the future. Welcome to Trade Square, Australia's leading business-to-business marketplace. On this series, we're connecting to Australian women changing the world with technology. And today, talking to Sonia Bernhardt, founder of INMI Thoughtware and the Women in Technology Association. How are you, Sonia? Awesome. I always am. Tell us about being awesome. Always being awesome. That's a good place to start. That's right. In actual fact, being happy and optimistic are key elements, I think. Absolutely. Uh, And so tell us, who is Sonia Bernhardt? Who am I? I am that happy, optimistic person, but I like to explore ideas and I love to poke at reality. So in other words, I'm curious, I can be creative, and I hope I'm a clever person. But mostly what I do is I passionately dive headfirst into areas of interest. You know, whether it's work or volunteer or family, anything that sparks an interest in me, I go down into it and I'm there. You know, something else, Catherine, I think about who I am, and this is fundamentally me at heart. Even though I've had a notable career in IT, I really am a mum. I'm a mum of three and basically I'm a project manager. And when I think about that, I think actually most mums acquire amazing project management skills. Don't you think so? Yes. Absolutely, we uh, we are a good. They're good crafting skills. Uh, the learnings of being a being a parent um, to form that uh, creativity. You're talking about curiosity and creativity and being clever just before. Can you tell me something that you are curious about at the moment? Life extension. <laughs> you know, I'm really really curious about a lot of the emerging technologies. The one that obviously at my age I'm extremely curious about is all of the activities that are going on about life extension and the fact that they've actually really discovered what causes our physical aging and really it's now a social issue to us as a society to learn how to cope with having people around us that look like they're 20, but they've got 300 years of experience. And so tell us about your call to adventure to starting IMI and Thoughtware 20 plus years ago. Uh, I love that you call it a call to adventure because really that's what life's about, isn't it? It's a big, big adventure. In fact, I think it's a choose your own adventure where based on how you respond to certain things that happen to and around you, that's the adventure that you get. But what happened with me, with my thoughtware and I, my adventure was I was sacked from a big corporate I was working for or really 
they say my position was made redundant, but, you know, <laughs> that's just coating it in other words. The company was actually downsizing and I was one of the management team and therefore it fell to me to actually, over a period of two days, call in the people who were on the termination list and to let them know that it was time to leave. It was pretty cruel because it was get up, leave now. You're being escorted out of the building. And that was so hard for me to see that shock and despair and sometimes anger on people's faces. And then one and a half days after doing that, it happened to me. I was called in and I was sacked. And like everybody, you know, you feel a bit devastated when you're made redundant. And, and so I thought about myself and I went, I'm actually good at what I do. And I don't understand why I was on that termination list as well. So I went, okay, I'm putting faith in myself. And within a few days, I set up my own company. And that was my call to adventure. But in that case, it was actually a survival tactic. But what I can now say years later is that tactic became strategic because I started out consulting then I pivoted into software development and now I'm retired and financially secure because I sold my software house for an eight-figure sum. So that was a pretty interesting adventure that started in a not-so-great way but ended excellently. And what have been some of the biggest learnings that have taught you valuable lessons that you still hold on to today? You know, I think lessons is really what we all have to take out of everything that happens to us. To me, the biggest lesson is about philosophy, your own philosophy and individuals. By that, what I actually mean is this. When you think about it, life does throw a whole lot of stuff at you. You get knocked down sideways, you get hit from the back, you get derailed. Some things you see coming, some things you don't. Some are small, some are massive, and some you might think are disastrous. But what lesson I've learned is that regardless of whatever it is, what matters is you and how you respond to it. You know, I've got this saying that I've actually got as a quote in my memoirs as well. I've got this saying that to be successful, all you actually have to do is get up one more time after being knocked down. It's really that simple. Just get up, learn the lesson. Don't wallow in whatever's happened. Just get up, deal with it. Be unique you. Backed by that thing that we all, and particularly women in business, really need, and that's a big dose of resilience. I, um, For me... I think the best way to become resilient, resilient is to actually know yourself, know what you like, why you like it, and why people react to you the way that they do. But then I've got another lesson that I've learned from life as well, and this one is pretty much from work, and it's this one. And uh, I, I hope the listeners really, this resonates. A deal is not a deal until the money is in the bank. There's a precursor to that too, Catherine, and that one is often what people say 
and what they do when it comes to putting their hand in their pocket are two different things. They're really, both of those are really tough lessons to learn and they can involve roller coasters of emotions. For example, I'll give you one of those deal is not a deal examples in my life from work. And it's happened more than once. We were advised we won a tender and it was a good annual dollar value tender, like, you know, 300,000 a year. So not to be sneezed at, a good dollar value. So as soon as I got that verbal advice, I, of course, excitedly told my team and we celebrated and we had great fun. And all I had to do was wait for the final paperwork. In between me being given that verbal advice, a new CEO had been appointed to the organisation who decided to put all open tenders on hold and then reverse the decision. It's pretty tough. And the lesson I learned from that is, even though I'm an optimist, I have to have a touch of cynical realism and don't celebrate until the money is actually in the bank. And so tell us about the Women in Technology Association that you launched. Ah, there's a story. (laughs) Okay, this is going to sound dramatic, but that story begins with me nearly dying. It was late in 1996. I found myself lying in a hospital bed. I was desperately ill. I had meningococcal meningitis, but it had progressed to what's known as the death rash stage. The bacteria was rapidly eating me up. It was a little bit too keen to take me away from this earth. I knew something really bad was happening to me, but I didn't actually know how bad it was until my work manager came in to visit me. He was all dressed up in the appropriate infectious protective gear, but his face and his manner told me he was in fright when he actually looked at me. I'm nearly crying talking about it because what happened was when I looked at him, I realised my own mortality and I knew that I really was close to dying and it was like, oh, I've never been that serious, you know, the ill before. And what happened was I was given massive doses of treatment and I started to recover. And when that sort of thing happens to you, you start thinking about your life. And I thought about all of the incredible women in technology that I had met in my life. And I realized that none of them knew each other that I knew all of these people, but they did not know each other. So I promised myself that if I was going to fully recover, I would do something about it. So, you know, the story continues. (laughs) I actually did recover, obviously, and I went back to work and I got really busy again, you know, and I was a single parent at the time and all these other priorities took over. And I actually forgot that, really meaningful promise to myself. And then one day, one of those fabulous women called me up and invited me out to lunch. And as soon as that happened, I remembered the promise and I broke the lunch short and I ran back, I literally ran back to work, got on the phone. I was lucky I secured $5,000 worth of funding and um, wit started from that. It's a classic story that dramatic events can be massive triggers 
for positive change. And so what's the key vision and mission now of the association? That's a great question because really from the beginning, uh, you know, WIT was all about collaborative networking, empowerment. But next year, WIT in Queensland celebrates its 25th anniversary. And recently, the vision and mission were recrafted. And those values are so related and relevant to life today. And they are inspiring excellence, lifting each other up, being stronger together, future focused and recognising that we are the change. And you know what happened to me, Catherine, when I heard those values? I love them so much that I instantly committed to sponsoring a new award at the annual WIT Awards that's now titled the Sonia Bernhardt Heart of Values Award. Values are really important. They are indeed, absolutely. And so why was backing women in technology so important to you off the back of that wonderful story that you've just shared? <laughs> yeah, and I'm glad I have that story to share. <laughs> um, you know, I, over time, I've actually come to understand that even though I didn't realise it at that time, it was, to me, it was all about community and opportunities to share and celebrate. Because you know what it's like. Any community that comes together where there are shared interests, but also individuals and individual styles, then stories that are shared can be really, really powerful. That visibility and collaborative atmosphere enables lots of discussion and new friendships and heaps of learnings. List what they've experienced it provides that incredibly authentic role modeling and real world tips so that's why it was important to me and so you were passionate about getting groups of people together to tell and share stories exactly what you're just sharing now what are some of the favorite stories that you have been shared in these spaces oh oh i love i love that you've asked me that because these stories are so meaningful. One fascinating one was in Queensland, there was a, you know, which is where I live, there was a discovery. Have you heard of Bletchley Park, which is in England and it's where World War II code breaking, et cetera, went on? Well, there was an association with Bletchley Park in Brisbane. It was the General MacArthur Central Intelligence Bureau. Now, here's the story associated, uh, associated with that. Women that worked there at 21 Henry Street, Ascot, actually were code breakers and computer operators and computer programmers. But because it was the war and they had signed the War Secrets Act, it was not until 2002 that they were even allowed to tell their families what work they did. Prior to that, their friends and families had been told they were secretaries. Whereas instead, these women helped crack codes and to create coded secret wars that literally saved Australia. 
In March in 2002, WIT held an event to celebrate and thank those women, those women, and it was just so full of fascinating individual stories plus the story of all of those code breakers. And if you like that story, I've got another fascinating historical story that I'd love to tell as well. Because Absolutely, we'd love to hear that. That's great because, you know, I believe if you understand your roots, you are so much better able to understand yourself and where you go in the future. So here we go. Did you know that two women are primarily responsible for all things mobile tech these days? Let me tell you the story of those two women. The first one is Hedy Lamar. She was a glamorous 1940 who invented what was known as frequency hopping or better known as spread spectrum. Now, what that is, is that's the basis of today's wireless communication networks. The interesting part of this story is Hetty's motivation is personally fascinating. I can't go into it in full details, but in a quick summary, she mostly wanted to invent something to spy Nazi sympathising husband. She escaped to America, entered the movie industry, but kept working on this invention, and she was awarded the patent for it on August 11th in 1942. That's astounding information, and that's only one part of the mobile tech story. So the second woman is a person called Sophie Wilson, they have the patent for an 1980s invention that's called the ARM processor. You know, you've probably heard of Intel chips. The ARM is a tiny chip that maximises processing capability that fits into mobile technology. So all our handheld stuff, right? Without that particular chip, we could only take one phone call or one photo and our entire phone batteries would be complete from over-processing. So there you have it. Uh, incredible wireless network, powerful processing inside our mobile devices. And all of that is due to two women engaged in technology and inventing. And that was information that we now know from sharing those stories. Fascinating, isn't it? And what is a key message that you are passionate about that you are advocating and championing through your work? Okay, I'm going to expand that to not only work but also personal. And that Absolutely. key message is pretty much respecting individuals and thinking. And by that, I mean this. You, only you, can shape your future. Only you are responsible for what you want and how to go about it. And very much this one, only you are in that hot seat. Please don't expect others to be responsible for you or your future or your happiness. It really, really is up to you. And then how I translate that into a work environment is along these lines. Be as flexible as you like for your locations and your times of work, but take responsibility. Take an independent, thinking, mature adult responsibility for that work and work within that. And what are three things that you have been focused on in your continuous learning? Uh, continuous learning, that's pretty much the thing, isn't it? <laughs> 
You know uh, Carrie Fisher, the uh, Star Wars actress and actress in many other movies, being a geek, of course, old name Star Wars, she actually said this. There is no point at which you can say, well, I'm successful now. I might as well take a nap. I think the same can be said about learning. There's no point when you can say, I'm educated now. I've learned enough. I might as well stop learning. I'll take myself as an example. Here I am, a person. I was built in the 50s. I'm original and I'm proudly unrestored. And I have a string of qualifications and education behind me. But the world today is so interesting. There's so much happening. And especially in the fields of science, tech and health, those fields that really excite me. To not keep learning means I'll fall behind. And that's what inspires me. So how do I do that? Pre-COVID and cross fingers starting again pretty soon i used to go on cruise ships and present emerging technology topics you know ai vr ar iot blockchain crypto drones robotics etc etc because a it was allowed me to rapidly learn about the latest tech so that then i could talk about it with confidence and b I'm also really passionate about educating the public so that that learning, that continuous learning is expanded. And of course, see, awesome way to see the world. So here are my three things. Do it. Learn, 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 learn. Never stop. Share your learnings with others and inspire yourself. Inquire, explore and learn. Just keep doing that. Beautiful. So finally, in this podcast series, we've been connecting with Australian women changing the world through technology. How has technology further enabled the work that you have done in your life? My field of work, you know, pre-selling my company was software, so it was pretty much about technology. It was about governance, risk, compliance in the aged care, community care, disability care and Indigenous sectors. Uh, but even though that's the underlying infrastructure, it had a lot more to do about people, processes and benefits from using tools and software. So having said that, we, of course, in the company, used a whole lot of techie tools, pretty much about, you know, mobile tools and also making sure that we had collaborative um, I guess, communication, talking, working tools and our workspaces. So um, we did that and we, of course, recognise that tech is the enabler, but it should remain the underlying infrastructure. And it's more about valuing the people and their the, the benefits that using that technology brings to those people. You know, I'm not a believer in a dystopian technology future. I believe that tech is here to stay, but we as humans can and ought to harness that tech to our benefit. It's time to stop all those dystopian stories and focus on adding value and continuing to adding value to our lives and our world. Well, Sonia, thank you so much for sharing your world, your wisdom and your stories with Tradesquare.
For more information on TradeSquare, head to www.tradesquare.com.au and support Australian business economic recovery and growth with a collaborative approach to the future of business. Thank you.